Hey everybody, it's Sai. I just wanted to give you a heads up that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. That's help, H-E-L-P. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp.com, online therapy. We love it, you're gonna love it. Uh, Enjoy the show. Chad? Hey guys, uh, former guest, Still very, very hilarious comedian uh, in my top three of all time. Kevin Bozeman is going to be at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis at the end of August. He is going to be recording an album slash special. Want to throw that out there. Uh, Go grab tickets soon because they will sell out if you're in the area. If you want to fly in, you want to check out Minneapolis on, uh, you know, during the summer, that's the best time to do it. So I would recommend getting to the show because it's going to be just the best of from him. Who's the other person in your top three besides me and Bozeman? You guys ready for the show? everybody this is chad daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere thanks for coming back thanks for joining us happy monday if you're listening when you should be across from me via the world wide web is Cy homeowner and i certainly hope my bad internet connection left in the n-e-r of that part cyrus amundsen everybody well chad i'd love to speak to you about my new home but first i have a question for you i know that the state bird of minnesota is a loon but do you think we should change it to a 58 year old twat driving 64 miles per hour in the passing lane (laughs) these i'm ready i would be i would be happy to i'm ready for another fucking pandemic i've been vaccinated for what feels like 36 total hours And I went back out in the world, every 43-year-old soccer mom with a 10-year-old haircut driving in the passing lane like it's a driving lane, and I can't fucking stand it, Chad. I can't. I'm I'm, going to unvaccinate myself. Yeah, it's a good place to start. Now, I came in with some blue sky energy, and you decided to uh, to piss all over that. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm just letting you know I'm excited. I'm waiting for, for my attitude. blue sky energy to get here, but my brother's driving it to my house, and I'm assuming he's trying to pass a lady <laughs> named Sheila in the fucking passing lane. <laughs> I mean, you know I hate it. You know I hate slow drivers. I have a bit about it coming out on the new album. I have, uh, you know, I've talked about what I think should happen if you get passed by a, a truck pulling horses. I I have a lot of opinions on slow drivers, but uh, I am excited to see somebody else finally getting fired up. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, But yes, this is my new home. And honestly, maybe I'm a bit riled because I'm having to be on like my best behavior because, well, I'm used to being the black sheep of a neighborhood. That's my comfort zone. I want to be the guy that everybody goes, that's the trash. You know, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. I'm I'm your Travis Tritt. Let me come to your neighborhood (laughs) and you'll be like, put a shirt on top of those jean shorts. The problem here is, as you know, we bought my aunt and uncle's house. Yes. Wonderful house. They were wonderful in uh, in 
selling it to us. It's all, but they lived here for over three decades. So sure. they know my, my aunt's sister is our neighbor to the back of us. Isn't that also your aunt? Nope, because it's my uncle by blood. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I knew that. I knew that'd be a bit confusing. But across the street, Ooh, so, that sounded like Prince. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Across the street, the neighbors came and told my wife. They said we've been living here since your your cousin Brian was in high school. That's twenty years ago. So I can't like I'm really worried about. I mean, I just can't have my uncle getting a phone call like, Hey, Craig, I hope you're enjoying your new place in Eden Prairie. Hey, thanks for selling your house to your fucking psychopath nephew. <laughs> he just declared something called garbage can war on me, and he called our dog a slut. What's that about? Like, I have to really... <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. When you were telling me you were buying your aunt and uncle's house, I never thought that you're not coming in as Cy. You're coming in. That's Brian's cousin. Yeah. I'm, I that am, sucks. and the, the huge problem here is my aunt and uncle, unbelievable. They are yeah. cream of the crop citizens. They're wonderful. And it seems like this neighborhood is just filled with those types with one exception, Chad. Okay. The neighbor to the left of me. And I, this is a nice neighborhood and this is some size shit they're pulling along our property <laughs> line that we share. They have a bunch yeah. of plants. They're tomato plants. I know. So I got a little bit of garden brain. And so I see that they're tomato plants, which isn't a big deal, right? Oh, hey, you got some tomato plants that you're raising on our property line. Well, it's a big deal because they're raising them in fucking Tupperware containers and old recycling bins. If you have ever grown a tomato plant in a recycling bin, you might be a redneck. It's, I, there's no way that there's not a gunfight coming. I can't. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. And you know, you know what's going to happen? One of you is going to hit a tomato and it's going to explode and look like blood and then shit's about to go down. I can't. I just, it's such a wonderful neighborhood. It's a pretty neighborhood. Lawns are taken care of everywhere. Everything's nice. And then, what if we took the thing that you move old DVDs in and put it on the outside but had mater plants in it? I'm going to lose it. I'm gonna lose. And, and, and Jenna's like, calm down. You're never even out there. And I am out there enough to have it bother me. I, I'm spiraling. But I can't. I can't. I, I love this so much. I have to check in with my uncle Craig and let him know what he thinks. Like, if he's like, "Yeah, you know, they raise tomatoes. They give us some pasta sauce at the end of the year." Then I'm like, "Okay, so I just play it cool." But if he's like, "Yeah, they uh, pretty big bummer." Now, what I could do as an adult is I could just put up some bushes or a fence. But that ain't that ain't the way I like to accomplish things, Mr. Daniels. <laughs> Oh, it sure is not. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some bins and raise me some plants right next to their plants. That sounds that sounds more like hey, it. Hey, can I ask you a question? What kind of plants eat other plants? Hey, Chad, can I ask you a follow-up question? In that little shop of horrors movie where that plant feed me, Seymour came out and scrump, scrump, that, was that based on true story? Absolutely it well, is. Well, fuck yes, then. <laughs> yes, Rick Moranis is... 
Is that who was in that? Rick Moranis? I don't know. I think I did. I say Little Shop of Horrors, and then there's I always mix up the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Little Shop of Horrors. Rocky Horror Picture Show show is like leather and makeup, right? And Little Shop of Horrors is Rick Moranis and a plant to feed me, Seymour. That guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I hope you do get those. The Venus or the what? Venus flytraps. Venus flytrap. Okay. I'll Google it. I would love if uh, if that's what happened. You planted those, and then the guy's just out there, you know, opening his recycling bin to gather some tomatoes, and then gone. Yeah. And then you just see the stem, the stem getting fatter like a snake when he eats something. I think the the real answer is simple. If you want me to unveil my plan, I steal their yep. tomatoes. They'll start growing them in the backyard. You think so? Oh yeah. I these this feels like the sort of situation they're going to go. Our tomatoes are gone and our bins. Like if they <laughs> if they lose a 2 for 1, yeah, they'll shift to the backyard. It it doesn't make sense to me. Why are you growing them next to your driveway on the property line? I don't listen. You're talking to the wrong guy here. I also uh thought that I was going to start a neighbor feud. Oh, I love it. Uh yeah, and, and it started with what I thought was an act of kindness. Okay. So I go out to my car because 10 minutes away from me, there's a grocery store that makes their own cinnamon rolls. Oh, my and God. From scratch? From scratch. And they're, they're so good, but they only make a certain amount every day, and so they're gone by a certain time, and I know when that time is. Of course. So I was going to leave a half hour early. So I'm in my car, I'm backing up, and I'm waiting for this guy on a four-wheeler to move. Who had been? I saw him out there earlier. He was talking to a guy that was on a walk, but he's not moving. And so I get out of my car and I go, I go, hey, uh, I, I got to get out of here. Is there any way I can get you to just pull forward a little bit? And this guy's over 80 years old. And he goes, I can't do it. Now, I will also tell you I'm wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> because my children hate everything about cowboy hats. And I did. I bought it because... I wear it when I do yard work, and I wear it on the pontoon so my ears and the back of my neck don't get so sunburned. Sure. Because a baseball hat doesn't do the trick. So I put it on, and I'm out I there. I thought you were going to say you bought it because your gal has a chubby Kid Rock fetish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's also why. Um but I have uh, – so I'm out – and I'm, I'm wearing it because Olivia is mortified anytime I wear it in public. Great. And so – and then that's who's at the cabin. So I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to wear it and just see what she does. She's freaking out. Don't wear it to get the cinnamon roll. <laughs> so I have it on. And I go back. I go, hey, can you pull your four-wheeler forward a little bit? And the guy goes, I'm having trouble getting it started. Could you help me? And I go, I don't know anything about four-wheelers, so I can't help you start it. But I can push you – to your house on your four-wheeler. And so he goes, well, I'll give it a couple more tries. I go, here's the thing, though. I do have to back up, and you're right at the end of my driveway. So can I at least push you forward a little bit? And he goes, yeah, no problem. Now, I'm not pushing him. He gets off the four-wheeler, and he goes, I'll help you push it. So I push it very quickly because I'm in a hurry, these are fucking cinnamon. And you, don't, and you don't want that guy to fall apart. You can't let an 80-year-old push a four-wheeler. Right. You don't and have to tell his grandkids how he died. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to believe this. Heart attack pushing a four-wheeler. <laughs> so I'm out there, and I give it a push because cinnamon rolls are on the line. <laughs> and 
I I really push it hard, and he almost falls because he's holding on. He's holding on to the seat with one hand and the and the steering the handlebars with another hand, and he's trying to help me push it. So I push it fast, thinking I don't want him to have any effort involved in yeah. this. But he's using it more like a fucking walker. <laughs> so he starts to go forward. So I grab him. Now I'm holding on to him. I have to pull him back up, and I go, "Hey, can you get on the four wheeler?" And I'll let. And he goes, "No." And he looked at me pretty harshly. He goes, "No." And I was like. I don't know what's happening. And in my head, I think he's thinking, I'm 80 years old. There's not another man that is going to push me on a four-wheeler like I'm on a fucking Disney ride. So I just, I go, all right, here's the deal. We can do this, but let's just, I got to go a little, I got to go fast because I promised my daughter cinnamon rolls. So I'm pushing it. And every two steps, he goes, hold on, hold on. And he goes up and adjusts the steering. Every two steps. And this is, it's a quarter mile to his house. So, yeah. So finally, I know. So finally, I go, you have to get on and let me push you. And he goes, take off your cowboy hat. And I go, what? And he goes, take off your cowboy hat. He goes, I don't know what my deal is, but I've had a problem with cowboy hats because my wife's boyfriend before me was a cowboy. And I was like, how long ago is this? Like fucking 60 years? You got to let it go. And he goes, well, you're not a cowboy. I go, how do you know? And he goes, you don't have any cows. And I go, you can't possibly know that. And I go, please get on there. And so he makes me, he goes, I'll get on there if you take it off. So I fucking take my cowboy hat off, leave it on the side of the road, push him all the way home. Then we get there and he goes, uh, well, you're the comedian, right? And I said, well, I'm a comedian. I'm not, not the comedian. And he goes, yeah, my daughter sent me one of your jokes. He goes, you have quite a mouth on you. And I just thought, you couldn't open with that so I could already be eating cinnamon rolls, you old dick. So I go, I run back, grab my cowboy hat, get in my car. And I'm sweating because it has been 90 degrees here, over 90 degrees for 10 straight days, and I'm not used to it. I'm still winter bod, and uh, which I will be until September. Uh, so I start driving. I get the cinnamon rolls. I come back. We're out on the patio eating cinnamon rolls. And what am I doing on my phone? Ordering cowboy boots. That's right. <laughs> I am doubling up. And so now when I'm doing yard work, I wear a cowboy hat, cowboy boots, and a tank top that has a rainbow bear on it because I wear half the I wear half the outfit to get people on my side where I live and then the shirt is to open up dialogue well I was going to say you know what you have to do now you have to buy boots a rhinestone button up shirt a bolo and go fuck that guy's <laughs> wife <laughs> I would, I would never do that because I think they're the same age. I wouldn't do it anyways, but they're just giving you, giving you a reason. So I hear the doorbell ring probably, I'm going to guess, three days ago. It doesn't matter. Three-ish days ago, doorbell rings. I'm up in my room, and I can look down, just peek through the curtain and see who's at the door. It is this guy and his wife. So I cannot put my cowboy hat and cowboy boots on fast enough. <laughs> I am so excited. And I go to the door 
And before I open the door, I make Olivia start mooing like a cow. <laughs> so she's mooing just. <laughs> and as I open the door, she moves and I slide through the door like I'm trying to not let a dog out. <laughs> And I just go, oh, these cows. I go, hey, what's up, guys? And I'm just wearing shorts and a shirt, cowboy hat, cowboy boots. And the guy the guy looks at me so weirdly. And he just goes, uh, your kid's here? And I go, yeah, my daughter's here. She's inside with the cow. And uh, my boy named Sue. So now I'm fucking talking to him in cowboy lyrics. I go, my boy named Sue, he's is at work in Fergus. He's not, he's not here because he, he's busy. He shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> So the reason these two are here is to bring me a thank you card for pushing him on the four wheeler. Okay. Then I, I open the card. I go, "Oh, this is really this is really nice of you." And then the guy says, "You know, I have an apology. Uh, my daughter sent me your name, and I just listened to the first thing that came up, and it was pretty dirty." But then she sent me some more things, and you're a very funny guy. Oh, and so okay. I go, no, we are moving in different directions here. <laughs> because he's like being nice, bringing me a thank you card and doing all this shit. I am buying cowboy boots <laughs> to double up on him hating his wife's ex-boyfriend and making my fucking daughter moo. I just couldn't, I sat there and I'm like, this is not going how I thought. I really wish, I was hoping to have, I figured this would be like a neighbor feud, but it would be a starter kit neighbor feud sure. because he's he's, he's over 80. I mean, it's old, not going to yeah. last that long. <laughs> so I thought I'd get my first one in and see how I liked it. But then he came back and he's like the nicest guy in the world. I just, yeah, I don't think that there's any man out there who would be thrilled to have a younger man push them while wearing a cowboy hat. So I, <laughs> I understand. Just say shit like, get along, little doggy, get along. Yeah, I understand the hesitation there. I So earlier, just, I got to yeah. tell you, earlier when you were saying, like, you're the Travis Tritt of neighbors, I was giggling so hard because I'm like, I was the Travis Tritt of neighbors. Oh, man. I, I kind of was that old man this week. <laughs> In a very... There's no doubt you're that old man almost every week. So we're new to the area, right? Mm -hmm. And I needed to go to the dentist. I know where my dentist is at, but and I know the Twin Cities pretty well, but coming from this part, which I haven't spent a ton of time, and you're like, you're, you're learning all these new roads. And ever since they invented GPSs, nobody knows where anything is at. Right, true. And... So I hop in the car, I'm using Waze on my phone, and I don't have like a thing in my car to have the phone propped up, so okay. it's just sitting on the console, it's sitting upright, but right like below the radio. And Oh yeah, I gotcha. I get driving, it's about a 35 minute drive to my dentist, because my dentist is back by where I used to be. And this was kind of an uh-oh... You know, well, long story short, I bought pitted prunes from Target, oh my God. and I bit into them, and they had a pit in one of them, and I crunched on Wait, one of my teeth. There was a pit in a pitted prune? Yeah, that's not how it works, right? Are you making fun of no, me, I, or are you sharing in my rage? 
I think I'm making fun of you. The prunes are supposed to be pitted, which means the pits are taken out of them, you fucking yokel. So. Oh, I thought it would be a pitless prune. I, that, like a seedless grape. That might be true, and I am a yokel, but when I bit into that pitted prune that had a pit <laughs> inside of it, I yeah. almost bought a machete and started pacing outside the target. Like, I was so angry. So, <laughs> I'm going to the dentist. I love, I love that all of these episodes are going to be exhibits in your trial. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember the end, the end of Seinfeld, where they were just having all the people come back? And yeah. testify in the trial. Yeah, this is... Yep. Justin, you need to start selectively deleting shit. But... <laughs> so I'm driving. It's about a 30, 35-minute drive. I'm 10 to 15 minutes away from my house, and I exit from one road to another, and I'm kind of turning left to do it. And my phone tumbles off of the console. Yeah. But it also manages to tumble off of the seat, the passenger seat, and right underneath the seat. Oh, cool. Do down to kind of like the side, in between the seat and the door. So I'm like, damn it. I pull over. I get to an exit. I pull in, and the only thing there is like a Taco Bell, basically. And this is okay. 10.30 in the morning. So no one's at Taco Bell? There is two cars in the parking lot. I pull onto the opposite side of the parking lot. I open my door. I walk around, open the other door. And it's not just wedged in between the door and the seat. It has disappeared under the seat. <laughs> That's perfect for you. And you've seen what my body does and how it works. That is a non-starter. And I, dude, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know how to get to the dentist. I, like... <laughs> I, I genuinely need this phone. So I, I sit there for a second because I knew what I had to do immediately. And, but it took me a, a moment to gather the nerve. And so... Can I, can I tell you when I was in a situation like this? Yeah. I was uh, in first grade and I was trying to go to my friend Billy's house. And I thought I knew where it was. But I got lost on a very long, like one of the main streets in town. And it was getting dark. So finally, I had to go and just knock on someone's door. And now you can't do that. Yeah. But I did it then. And it was these this old couple that called my parents. And my dad came to pick me up. And we found out that it was a girl in my grade's grandparents. Oh. And he was – I got grounded because he was convinced I was going there to meet her. And I'm like, I'm in first grade. The – what the fuck's happening? I had no clue where I was. No phone, obviously, back then because technology had not been invented. And so I feel how helpless you are in this situation. It's horrific. So I got to go into this Taco Bell and ask whoever's in there if they will come fish my phone out from underneath my seat. <laughs> Oh, you did not. So I walk in, and this is some behind-the-scenes middle of somewhere here. You and I, uh, we haven't done the show in a couple weeks, but we also kind of haven't really talked in a couple weeks. And I, we were talking yesterday on the phone, and I wanted to tell you this so bad, just as right. human friends, but I 
saved it so you could genuinely hear it when everybody else hears it. Okay. So I walk into the Taco Bell, and there are eight people in there. and they are 10.30? Eight people, and they are all sitting together. And they are <laughs> all, Chad, high school-age children. They're fucking children. Oh, no. And I know people are like, oh, cool, that's less embarrassing. They're children. Nope, it's the worst. It's, Kids are the meanest. It's the worst. So I walked over and I go, hey, guys, this is going to be really weird. And by the way, they weren't eight boys, which is one thing. If it was eight teenage boys, fine. Yeah. But it was four boys and four girls. So you have four teenage girls who are the meanest motherfuckers on earth. <laughs> and you have four teenage boys whose only job is to try to seem cool enough that one of those four teenage girls will let them get you know, a finger or two inside. Like, this is a dangerous... Yes. This is a dangerous collection of people. And I was like, guys, this is going to be really, really weird. And I apologize for the weirdness of it. I have a disease. And that's what I said. I didn't even say autoimmune. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You opened with I have a disease. <laughs> well, God damn, is it affecting your brain? What's going on with you? It has to because I was I was outside. I was outside and I was like, before I even knew they were children, I was like, how are you going to tell people about this? And you're like, first things Jesus first, Christ. let them know you have an autoimmune disease <laughs> and then get right into the problem. And all that came out was to eight teenagers, excuse me, this is going to be weird, but I have a disease. And How many of them handed you money? <laughs> zero. Um, <laughs> and I caught myself yeah. quick. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I have an autoimmune disease that has kind of disabled my shoulders and my upper body. The reason I'm telling you that, so now I'm pulling it together. Now I'm back to being, now I'm in control of the room again. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes. You sure are, Sai. And none of them have spoken a word yet, but they are all looking at me and none of them are eating. And I go, this is crazy, but I was driving and my phone slipped underneath my seat. I don't know where I'm at. I'm not from around here. I don't have directions and I'm late for an appointment. I need somebody's help to get my phone out from underneath my seat. And there's this like decent pause. Put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion in the basket. There's this decent pause, and then one of the girls goes, What's the disease? <laughs> <laughs> which, I don't know, if you're listening right now, girl, which uh, you can't be, but you need better fucking parents. That's not an appropriate question. I was like... I, d I have to disagree with you. I have you have to think like I need the name of the disease and I need to Google it to make sure I can't get that shit by helping you. Well, you're in the future because I go. It's called psoriatic arthritis. It's an autoimmune disease. You can look it up. Look up spondy psoriatic arthritis. It's in my spine. You know that's how it works. And I'm I'm, I'm my focus isn't on all the children, but I'm pretty sure because their kids are always on their phone. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. One of them was like, "Well, I'm going to Google that shit." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then one of the guys goes, he goes, so you, you just need somebody to help you get your phone? And I was like, yes, again, this is weird, and I've made it weirder, but I, it, my car is out there. And then there's, this, there's another, like, really, like, pregnant pause. Like, 
It, it was probably only five to ten seconds, but it felt like a year where nobody said mm-hmm. anything. And then finally, one of the teenage boys goes, I'll do it. Like he was... <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was volunteering for tribute. And then one of his friends goes, yeah. I'll go with you, dude. So like now he's got backup. <laughs> so, so now these two kids get up. And they're walking out with me. And we exit the Taco Bell. And I hadn't closed the doors. So we walk out of a Taco Bell. And they look across the Taco Bell parking lot. And there's a Honda Civic with two open doors. It lo- I look like a guy who's trying to, like, who put candy underneath a box with a stick propping it up. Like, I look, I look like a psychopath. You know what that would look like to me is, is two open doors is that you pulled into Taco Bell to get your first kidnapping victim some food, and they got out and ran away, so you had to go in and grab another one. <laughs> oh, I forgot one part. When I was stumbling through the explanation, I was like, I could, I could pay one of you guys. Like, I will. I just need help. I'm happy to. Like, and I would have. I, I was. I said I would have Venmoed them, but then I'm asking for children's Venmo accounts because. But that's that's what I had to say because I don't carry cash on me because I'm not a fucking pervert. You know, so. Oh, yeah. OK, that, that, that makes sense. Hey, uh, guys, I only have checkbook. What's your parents address? <laughs> so we walk out to the car and as we get to the car, he's like, so it's under it's under the seat. And I was like, yep, it's right under that seat right there. And I'm standing far enough away that I, a quick move. I'm not going to be able to, you know, it's it's me and then the buddy as a safeguard and then him. Yeah. And I turn and I look back and all six of the other ones are looking and watching from the window. And I, it's, it was hard to see, but a couple of them were for sure recording it. Because, oh, yes. And that's a smart move, though, because there, pretty much any which way that goes, that's a viral moment. Like, hey, my friends helped this uh, disabled guy that looks like a sick bird get his phone back. That's a viral moment. Or, hey, my friend got kidnapped. Like, that's also a pretty viral moment. So this kid, this kid gets down and, like, it's really under the seat. So he's, like, got his, he's, like, digging. He's, like, asses up in the air. Like, it looks like this was my plan the whole time. Like, I just stopped at Taco Bell and put my phone under my seat. And we go, that's the stuff. Now get one of them. It's like if you have nails pointing in. So when his hand goes in, it's fine. But when he grabs the phone, he can't get it out. Like he's a raccoon on where the red fern grows, so you have him trapped forever. Well, that's, I almost got to the point where I was like, should I just fucking kidnap this dude? Like, <laughs> it was almost that point where I was like, it'd be hard on my body, but should I, just, should I just grab his feet, flip him in, hop in the car and take off just to fuck with his friends? Uh, but he got the phone out and he handed it back to me. And I, I wanted this resolution where, because the whole situation was so bizarre, I wanted this resolution where he was like, hey, there was a phone under there. No kidding. You must be having a tough time. Happy to help. Like he, but there wasn't that. He's like, here's your phone. And then they just walked away. I wanted some acknowledgement that I wasn't, you know, the, the, the phone seat diddler, you know, I wanted some acknowledgement that I was actually in a tough situation, but I didn't get him. But, you know, it was still nice of them to help. It's so nice of them to help. Yeah. I actually just put some money in phone seat diddler Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, first of all, I can't believe 
that you did. I, I would have driven around for an entire day to try to find the doctor's office before I went in and asked high school kids to grab a phone. So number good for you for that. Yeah, I swallowed but, it. I swallowed it pretty yeah, hard. I don't even know how you could possibly do that, but to go in and go, hey, guys, I have a disease. It was, it was, and had I, had I not made that initial speaking mistake, I think the whole situation goes a lot smoother. But I don't I know, dude. Don't, I, I mean, I know you. So. I know you have teenage children. Well, your son's not a teenager anymore. But I know you right. have a teenage daughter who's in high school. But I don't know when the last time you were around eight high school age students that you've never met in a setting yeah. where you don't have the buffer of a relative. That is a weirdly. I don't want to say intimidating situation, but you just. I don't know. It was like, it was fucking awful. It was an awful situation. Here's, I kind of had an unrealistic view of teenagers because really I just hang out with my daughter and her boyfriend and her boyfriend. And I hate to say this. I mean, he's a, he's a good kid. You know, he would be, he would be an absolutely fantastic kid if he wasn't dating my daughter, but he is. So he's just a good kid. He gets good. But, but I, I pictured them being in that Taco Bell with their group of friends. And I could see him being the first guy to just be like, yeah, I'll help you out. Well, that's yeah. – And then, of course – and then my daughter would be the one filming because she's like, I just want to be a TikTok fan. That's like – I and I remember my nephew Ethan in high school. And he would have been like, hey, I'm happy to help. But that's – I think that's 10% of high school kids. It's the exception, absolutely. Yeah. The rest of them are like, I promise you, they are ma- – like – They'll probably spend the rest of their high school careers making jokes about the time old disease phone almost kidnapped Bradley. Like, for sure. Well, you're better off with that than the guys that are telling the story about how they fucking thumped a guy with a disease because they didn't believe him. (laughs) I mean, you're just like, as you're getting curb stomped, you're like, oh, I'm definitely going to have to figure out where this dentist is. I need all my teeth put back in immediately. Hey guys, as we mentioned before the show started, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. That's H-E-L-P.com. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's a safe and private online environment. You know Chad and I are both big time therapy guys. We have been and continue to be in therapy. Chad, question for you. Yes. Give me two things that therapy has improved in your life. Uh, well, I can say right away <clears throat> that it has improved my outlook on things. So instead of instead of always going to the negative, looking for negativity, I am I am looking for positive things, and that is a game changer. Uh, it has also helped. It's given me a bunch of tools to assess things. I used to have some serious trust issues. I was just talking to a friend about this. Uh, used to have some trust issues. It gives me tools like Venn diagrams called the wise mind, where it's like one circle is what you know for sure. One circle is what you think. And then in the middle is the wise mind where it, it really helps you not go down rabbit holes of distrust. And that has helped me out a ton. Can I ask you another question? Yes. What's one thing you're hoping to work on continuing in therapy? Um, well, there are several things, but one thing for sure is that, uh, you know, in comedy, you meet friends that can be jerks. And I have one friend uh, that refers to me as Thunderbush when I'm not 
when I'm not around to defend myself. So I would like to probably talk to my therapist about that. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. They match you up and they have professional counselors who are specialized in depression, anger, stress, family conflicts, anxiety, LGBT matters, relationships, grief, uh, grief maybe grief. Uh, sleeping, self-esteem, trauma, the whole nine. Anything you share is confidential. It's professional. It's convenient. It is affordable. They have testimonials on their site. So if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off the first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com somewhere. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com somewhere. I have, uh, I'm not going to double down on it. I'm going to save it for next week, even though it's situationally out of order. But I think the other thing that made it, the other thing that made it, ah, fuck it. Let's, I'll, I'll, I'll run the show out here. Yes, do it. The thing that maybe was in the back of my mind was what transpired when we were moving. Okay. So we hired a moving company, which I, if you're not aware, I paid for. And <laughs> shut the fuck up. So, have you ever hired a moving company before? No. Can I tell you something? Sure. The last time I moved was right after my divorce, and I moved everything in by myself. And I'm telling you, everything couches, beds, everything because I was mad at myself. Okay. I was, uh, I was holding myself responsible. And I didn't think I deserved any help. So I brought, you know, the big screen TVs. What a healthy way to go about something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Very, very healthy. Hey, better help. Um, (laughs) Hey, so I actually brought, you know, the big screen TVs before they were flat screens. They were just the big, humongous TVs. Yes. I brought one of those down to my basement by myself because uh, I just didn't think, yeah, I just didn't think I deserved help. I, I had a real piece of shit thing going on. Uh, and then a year later, when I had sorted some things out, I was uh, Isaac wanted that, that big screen when he moved out, when he went into college. And I thought, uh, yeah, I'll just bring it up here. Couldn't move it. <laughs> he, he and I both could not get it up the stairs. That's fucking crazy. So your, I mean, your self-hate gave you the same sort of power as a mom seeing her baby be smushed by a van. Yes, I think so. Yes, I think that is true. And then I tried to lift it again, like I said later, nothing. Now, uh, was, you know, was I in worse shape then? Yeah, but I just can't, I just can't believe I, I fucking moved every single thing into my house. Uh, yeah. It was nuts. I mean, you're the greatest. Uh, so I... Now, now I would have to have a moving company. Well, let me give you a heads up about how that works. You hire a moving company and you talk to them on the phone and they are very professional. So in your mind, you're like, I'm probably going to get a bunch of 30 and 40 year old men who own a moving company and do this for a living, right? Yep. What you get is three guys who probably played high school baseball and are now 20 to 21 years old. <laughs> now, I don't know any of these kids' name, but they all, they all might as well have been named Trevor, right? So yep, we got absolutely. the three Trevors. And, and let me point this out. 
they did an incredible job, okay? They were, they did everything really, 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 really well. When they got there and assessed the house, it was more work than they thought it would be, so they were a little flustered, and then you have to sign, like, all this paperwork before they move your shit, which makes okay. sense. And yeah. Jenna's, I'm, so here's, I'll set the scene. The two, the two, there's like the lead Trevor and the secondary Trevors. <laughs> okay. So the secondary Trevors are walking around the house being like, well, we'll get a box for that, the TV. They don't have a box for TV. And the other guy's like, yeah, box, TV box. So they're, they're really assessing the situation. Well, lead Trevor <laughs> is walking Jenna through the paperwork. He gives her this big, long explanation, having her sign stuff. I, like a creep, am standing like three feet behind Jenna, just kind of listening. Sure. And he finishes up, and then at the end, he gets really serious. And he goes, oh, hey, uh, one more thing. Uh, I do need to point out before we start the move that if there's anything that makes us uncomfortable, if there's anything that we are not comfortable moving, we refuse the right to move it. At any point, did you just go, are you comfortable with diseases? <laughs> I have a disease. <laughs> no, way worse. <laughs> you know, that. I love that that's always your answer. I fucking love it. Well, it's going to make sense why I was self-conscious going into these kids, because this guy put it on me like has rarely been put on me in my life. So he says that whole thing, like, if we're not comfortable with it, we don't have to move it. And I'm just trying to be fun and funny because the move has been stressful. And I was like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. One of our bedrooms is filled with gay wedding cakes. So just be aware. And he looks at <laughs> Jenna and then he looks at me and he goes, you have cakes in one of your bedrooms? And I was like, no, it was a joke. And he, as serious as anyone has ever said anything in their entire life, he goes, about gay people? <laughs> oh, fucking yes. And I immediately, I was like, no. It's, oh, I love Trevor. I was sat, lead Trevor. I was sat, I, and I went in, I launched into this explanation that Jenna's eyes must have almost rolled out of her head. I was like, no, it's... <laughs> I was satiring a very famous Supreme Court case where a guy in, in Colorado didn't want to make a cake for a gay couple because it was against his beliefs, and it's become this big talking point in our country, and that your phrasing, I'm not comfortable with it, was reminiscent of the phrasing used, so I thought that you would understand <laughs> that joke. And the kid, and this is, what, this is what put me in the place I've been in since this moment, he pauses for a second, and he goes, Thanks for the lesson, Professor Laughs. And then he just fucking walked away. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. It was, I have been, I have, my friends, I consider you and the other people that surround me in our life are the funniest people I've ever been around. I've never been burned like that. And here's the thing. He wasn't trying to be funny. He was just being a 21-year-old asshole. I, yeah. I don't know if I made the noise, but <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. And so, like, hours later, because the move was supposed to be 10 to, like, 2. They don't finish yeah. up till 5 o'clock. 
he did lead tra- and I'm like this whole time I don't know if you've ever been at a birthday party that you have to stay up like you can't leave it's your best friend's birthday party but your girlfriend broke up with you at the party and she's still there so you're like I'm gonna eat my cake in the closet like that's what it felt like they're all moving in and everybody's helping them and I'm just staying out of eye shot and from a fucking a boy and he comes up to me at the end he's like hey man can I talk to you for a sec and I was like yeah and he goes I just really want to apologize for this morning uh, you know, we got there and it was more work than we thought. And I know you were just, you know, you were just joking. And I, I you know, I was pretty rude to you. And, you know, I, I really am sorry. That wasn't very professional. And I was like, dude, no sweat whatsoever. Uh, were you able to get those gay wedding cakes? <laughs> and he did giggle a little bit at that. But not in, a, like, it was really... You know when your grandparents tell you a joke and you're like, that was good. That's what it was. It yeah. was like a pity giggle. Because I, when he said it, I was like, he apologized. I should have just been like, no problem, dude. I was trying to be funny. Sorry. But, you know, I'm really needy. So I was like, maybe this is a point. Because, by the way, that gay wedding cake joke, that was a fucking home run. I'm telling you, if, if, if you, I knew, if you I knew were, what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, if you were in the room, like if you were another three feet behind me watching me watch Jenna signed papers you'd have been back to like it's a good one it's from the supreme court that's a good one si it was actually exactly what the cake maker said perfect <laughs> use of phrasing so that's that's where all my self-consciousness like it did that maybe it's because i haven't done stand-up in two years and i haven't gotten my dose of positive reinforcement but man <laughs> when he said that professor laugh shit it fucking ruined me you're just sad someone's like oh what happened to you did a 21 year old fuck your wife and you're like no but one did call me professor laughs <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, dude it was fucking rough and here's the thing the craziest thing about all of it is like jenna has been around me enough like she didn't even notice the situation like that's how that's how like she knew what happened but later in the day when i was like wasn't that fucking crazy like he he apologized to me wasn't that crazy though and wasn't that a good joke she's like i don't really know what you're talking about she is so used to my bullshit that she didn't even notice that interaction and she was standing physically in between it wow i think the craziest thing about this story for me is i didn't even know my son isaac was working for a moving company (laughs) i gotta go hey can before you go quick uh long couple weeks people not doing a great job of respecting me you think there's anything you could say that could help out with that yeah um i'm glad you got your stuff moved in Thank you. I love you. I'll see you soon. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.